Good morning. It is Friday, October 14th, and trending this hour, King Charles III. He's being labeled as cruel over his new coronation date. Of course, Buckingham Palace has announced that the king will be crowned on Saturday, May 6th. But the coronation date has earned him the title of being cruel from Harry and Meghan. Why? Well, that also happens to be the same day as the birthday of their son, Archie Harrison. And Charles chose the same date for his grandson's birthday as he did to be crowned, and now he's facing some harsh criticism for it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Be, is that because that day? Boy, you want to talk about narcissistic self-absorption. Right. Don't pick my kid's birthday for your coronation. Uh, the, these people are sick, man. <laughs> like, you talk about the world evolves around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my kid's birthday. You can't do anything on my kid's birthday. Mm-hmm. And now, keep in mind that they have to go through you know the palace and the government and all of these other entities they quit, come they, up with a date and they quit right they, and they, then they quit they quit those two quit yeah what, what's the matter they didn't want to have any part of it they quit mm-hmm. now it's amazing they i guess maybe they kind of want back in now i don't they're complaining i don't i don't yeah. know pick any date you want except if it affects us kevin when is your birthday it's uh, April 21st. We're not doing anything on April 21st. <laughs> Just mark it down. Or December 31st. Here's the deal. I want to say this right now for everyone to hear. I will not accept a Sagamore of the Wabash from Governor Eric Holcomb on April the 21st. <laughs> and 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 so don't even think about offering it to me because that's Kevin's birthday. Yeah, we're going to be drinking Long Island iced teas yeah. down the street. We're very busy. So you have plans. It's Kevin's birthday. You'll have a coronation of your own. <laughs> also trending, the Tina Turner Barbie doll. This is part of uh, Mattel's music series featuring Grammy-winning and chart-topping singers. It also is being released on the 40th anniversary of what's love got to do with it and finally trending today is national dessert day so treat yourself to something sweet hashtag national dessert day it is seven minutes after 10 he's rob kendall my name is casey daniels and we've been talking a lot about inflation of course the september cpi came out it was higher or worse than expected projected it was at 8.2 percent and it is uh, affecting everything the cost of groceries and gas and health care and shelter and the so-called core inflation rate is up as well at 5.5 percent. And I want to play a piece of audio for our very fabulous audience because, you know, what with us being right wing, semi-fascist, democracy haters and all, mm-hmm. I thought when we say things sometimes there's people who just don't want to believe us they just think we're making it up and when we talk about the negative impact that biden is having on society no matter what evidence is put in front of them if it comes from us they won't believe it so i decided why don't we let ultra liberal cnn describe the newest inflation numbers Disappointing new inflation numbers as the country looks to fight off rising prices. A new report shows consumer prices rose four-tenths of a percent last month and 8.2 percent year over year. The increase considerably higher than anticipated. Markets, of course, are responding in a big way to the news, already down hundreds of points. So it was higher than expected. Mm-hmm. 
it was disappointing. Mm -hmm. It is tanking the stock market. Mm -hmm. Did I misinterpret anything I heard there from CNN? Nope, I think you got it. Okay, very good. Yes, so uh, the... (laughs) This is, and I I know we've said it multiple times, we say it it seems like every day, but this is the story, so we'll keep saying it. The Federal Reserve is not going to be able to solve this problem by raising interest rates. The government has to comply in this process, and there is a reason that even though the Federal Reserve keeps raising interest rates, they can't uncook the overcooked economy because the government keeps printing money to ensure that the economy keeps remaining overcooked. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the stuff. Groceries are at a 43-year high. There's more. Electricity prices are at a 15% year high. And the cost of new vehicles, 9.4% higher from the previous year. And yesterday, the stock market did end up bouncing back because of masses amounts of institutional money that came in to prop up the stock market, which is a bad sign. Yes. That means that the institutional money knows there's a problem and they're willing to throw in a lot of money to save it from falling off a cliff. Things happen. Here's, I think this is a, a good way to simplify this because the economy can be very complex. Mm-hmm. Things happen the way things are going to happen. And when, the, when there is outside manipulation and things don't happen, it doesn't mean that's not the thing that's actually happening. You have just temporarily altered the inevitable. And so when we come back to the great lie that the federal government and governors across this country and mayors across this country enacted on our citizens, that you could somehow shut down society without immense and long-term, lasting, terrible ramifications, all of these people, and you'll have an opportunity to do it this fall right here in Indiana with Todd Young, should be fired because they willfully and knowingly lied to you about what would happen if you shut down society. They tried to make you believe, yeah, it's fine. We'll close all the businesses. We'll put in this state a million plus people out of work, and it'll be okay because sweet daddy government is printing $5 trillion, and you're going to get collectively 5,000 of that back. And yet we as a society, and this is a total indictment on the public education system, apparently are either so apathetic or uninformed, we just went, oh yeah, yeah, that uh, that makes sense. If that was the way it was, Casey, why would anyone in the history of ever have ever gone to work? <laughs> right. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. It doesn't work. And yet we led society to believe this will be okay. And those of us who were waving our arms, shouting at the top of our lungs, no, 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 this is not okay. We were told, well, you want to kill grandma, so ignore that person. Mm-hmm. No, this is why we said it's not okay. Because you're paying for it now, and you're going to continue to pay for it, and there is no short-term solution because the solution involves government getting its spending under control and it comes back to what i was talking about it is what it is and you can manipulate it which is what government keeps doing by throwing money into the economy it's not real money it's printed money spent by the federal government the actual economy 
the actual economy of people who work and produce is crap, Casey. Well, and the bond market's in trouble as well. It's a liquidity problem in the Treasury. Janet Yellen even said so this week that she's concerned about it, and entities aren't buying our debt. Nobody wants it. But to your point, just from his Facebook page, Todd Young said economic policy choices by the Biden administration and Washington Democrats aren't working, and Hoosiers are paying the price. This from the guy (laughs) who added $11 trillion in debt. If James Siniak does not at some point in that debate on Sunday night refer to him as the Duke of Spendingburg. I'm going yeah. to be so disappointed in him <laughs> because he will get millions of dollars of earned media attention by the time that's all said and done because that will be the story young dubbed Duke of Spendingburg in U.S. Senate debate. And you're a libertarian. Yeah. What do you have to lose? The problem is that's the only guy that can get him because we all know Tom McDermott, the Democrat, is not going to get up there and rip on government spending because he's all for it as well. There is almost no line of defense outside of a libertarian candidate to hold these people, in this case, these people being Todd Young, accountable. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, this is why it just blows my mind. Like when he has an event, of course, he's having them now not between the after he's having them now almost exclusively between nine and noon. So we can't come to the events because he doesn't want to have happen what happened the last time again. But it amazes me when you will see whether it's a Lincoln Day dinner or whatever. And people walk up to this guy and grip and grin with him. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you that you think Todd Young's behavior and all the money he printed and how he just goes out and gaslights you on a daily basis about, boy, government spending and inflation is really out of control. Someone should do that. You should reelect the guy who added $11 trillion to the national debt. Mm. Like, why do people participate in this? If you are a Republican who goes to one of these Lincoln days, if you're one of these people who is voting for Todd Young for anything other than I'm just a giant coward and totally petrified of a Democrat being in there, and I'm so mentally and physically weak that I can't possibly bear the thought of a Democrat being in there, so I will vote for the guy who's caused the problem, call the hotline. If you actually think Todd Young (laughs) is doing a good job right now, if you actually think Todd Young is doing a good job, I promise you we will play that phone call on Monday, 317-684-8444. This is not, not, not transitory. But <laughs> President Biden says that it's progress. Take a listen. A lot of people are hurting these days. And today's report shows, though, some progress. Overall, inflation was 2% over the last three months. That's down from 11% over the prior three months. And that's progress, but a lot of it is a result of getting the cost of living at the gas pump down by more, not even California now, by more than a dollar nationally and since the start of this summer. Cost of living at the gas pump, Casey, that's a new phrase for me. <laughs> Are you living at the gas station these uh, days? Just, uh, my, my administration is doing better, really. Believe me. So uh, Brian Deese, now this guy, he's he's one of the one of the economic brain trusts behind the administration. His argument is that the U.S. is doing better than other countries. Oh, we're we're doing better. And then of course President Biden. This is his new mantra: If Republicans win, inflation is going to get worse. But not a single penny. No, I mean it. Not a single penny. If Republican wins, inflation is going to get worse. Yeah. It's that simple. 
<laughs> just stay the course. We're just going to keep on spending. Inflation is going to keep on rising, and we're going to hope the Fed can in raise interest rates to prosperity. Is that how it works? Is that how it works? I just... I hope somebody calls who is actually excited about voting for Todd Young and will explain what possible reason that could be. It is 17 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh, yeah. It's Friday. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> that is that is my entire dating career from about the ages of 21. So your broad ripple soundtrack. 30. That's good stuff. Did you hear this song for the first time in Broad Ripple? When you're Probably. <laughs> it's not like that. You know, I've long told the story about uh, when I first heard Katy Perry music. Mm-hmm. It was in the Vogue yeah. at like 2 a.m. Yeah. And it was like one of those scenes where Dreamweaver's playing in the background and everything around you turns to dark and there's a light on the middle, you know, the television. Mm-hmm. You just ripped off your shirt and started swinging it around. So who is that angel? And why is she here on <laughs> On this earth. <laughs> she did have the best college game day appearance of anybody, any, any guest picker ever. Uh, it's Katy Perry. And so this song, I don't, I don't remember exactly where I was. What do we know? Even when this song came out, I don't. I feel like it might have actually been maybe I, 2019. Yeah, it was. It was later. I was. I had long since retired. Hung my jersey up. I think mm-hmm. this was 2020. Was it really? Yeah. No way. Yep. There's no way that song was 2020. I, I, w- I would bet saying. a sizable amount of money that that song was not 2020. I'm going to look it up right now. If I were to say, when hey, 30 years ago, sleep. when when do you think 30 years ago was? Somebody says to me, 30 years ago, I think of the 70s. 2018. Oh, 2018 is when it came out. Yeah, huh? anyway. yeah. Isn't that weird, right? So 30 years ago uh, is 1992. Right. Somebody says to me, oh, 30 years ago, I'm thinking, oh, the 70s, the 80s. It's so funny you say that because I was, I was thinking about this, <laughs> Wait, time this exact thing driving into work today because I graduated high school in 2002. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, you know, I was into older music even when I was in high school. And so I was thinking like when I was when I was 18 years old, something in 2002, like 1982 seemed so long ago, obviously because I wasn't alive at the time, but mm-hmm. like, the, oh, my gosh, it was 20, 20 years ago. And then you think about the same, it's the same time difference now from when I graduated high school to present day. Mm-hmm. And that seems like yesterday. Right. Yeah. I just, it's interesting the way you mark time. I wonder if that's been that way for every person in the history of ever. Like, I, I wish when my grandparents were alive, I would have, because the older you get, the more things you're like, I wish I had asked this. Mm-hmm. I wish, you know, to prepare me better for life, I had asked that. Because I would love to have known, like, in my grandparents, growing up in the depression like later in life did that seem forever ago or Mm -hmm. was that still something that seemed like yesterday right strong in their memory right because as you go along it doesn't seem like the things that were forever ago don't seem like forever ago but in reality they were forever ago Mm -hmm. am i making any sense here a little and isn't it interesting how you mark time with music yeah, that's a great point. Oh, I remember where I was when I heard this song. Yeah. Like you just did. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but that song is, uh, that's a great, yeah, when it's, you're, a, it's a very underrated song. When you're 90 years old 
uh, still working in radio. Yeah. Uh, you'll be playing that song. Yeah, because he can never retire. No, there, there is, there is, <laughs> there is no. Uh, it's like the Hotel California with what we make. You can check out anytime you'd like, but you can never leave. Yeah, it is 23 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and the Republican Party's chances for taking control of the U.S. Senate after the midterm elections continuing to improve. Okay, so we're 31 days away, and they have a four-point lead in their bid to recapture control of Congress, and this is from a latest Rasmussen report. Well, and obviously now we're well inside of 30 days. I think when that when that latest poll came out, because the election's November oh, 8th, yeah. so we're, you know, whatever it is, 20-some-odd days Less than 30 days. Yeah, right. And when that poll came out, I think that was where we were. Um, and so what's interesting is CNN is getting very, you know, the CNN hired this new guy to run the network mm-hmm. and they are more and more, I'm noticing, uh, moving towards the center in acts of honesty involving like how people are feeling about how people are responding to things about the likelihood of outcomes that relates to elections. And so Yesterday, they admitted that basically no one cares about January 6th or Donald Trump. And then that is not only is inflation by far the top issue, but that the Republicans are by far more trusted. What is the top issue for Americans at this point, and who is trusted on that? The top issue for Americans at this point is not the January 6th committee hearings. It is not Donald Trump. It's inflation, according to 33% of Americans. That is the top issue. And who is trusted more on the issue of inflation? The margin right here is absolutely huge. Republicans are trusted over Democrats by 19 points, and that is why, at this particular point, Republicans still lead on that generic congressional ballot. Well, of course, inflation is going to be the top issue. It affects you every single day. But you say that, and I agree with you, well, duh, but we are common sense, mm-hmm. normal people who've been <laughs> saying this for months when we were, we, we, we were always told us everything but inflation. It's January 6th. It's Donald Trump. It's Mar-a-Lago. It's mm-hmm. classified documents. It's uh, abortion. It's everything but the thing that it is because the thing that it is will work against the Democrats. So the media keeps trying to make you believe it's everything but the thing that it is, which is the price of everything. Yeah, the price of everything and how much you're paying and when you're living living at the gas station like President Biden said you were. You know, here here's an issue you need to consider. Well, but what do you think about this? It's all just trying to distract you from your daily life. Okay, here and here is the only thing cuz I I will read this uh cuz last segment we were uh pointing out some truths about our old pal the Duke of Spendingburg Todd Young and uh Wally writes me, "You're off base with Young. The bigger picture is at stake." We need to win both houses to stop this crap. And so I would point out to Wally that the Mm -hmm. crap started when Republicans were in control of the government. The Republicans printed far more money than the Democrats have, which is the cause of the crap. So when you go vote this fall, if you're voting thinking that the Republicans are going to fix the condition of the price of stuff in this country and your ability to get stuff, you have to vote in squaring in your mind when you vote that the Republicans are going to get spending under control. Is there anything the Republicans have done, going back to George W. Bush, that would tell you in any shape, form, or fashion they have any intent or desire to get spending under control? Because if you don't believe that, then your voting for Republicans isn't going to solve anything. 
So no, I'm not off base with Young. The guy's a joke and a loser and a fraud and a liar and a gaslighter, and he's the biggest spending Republican and one of the biggest spending senators, period, including compared to Bernie Sanders in the entire United States Senate. 317-684-8444. That is our phone number for the voicemail. And if you'd like to give Rob a piece of your mind, hey, do it on the voicemail line. We're going to hear from you next on 93 WIBC. It is 1032 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and a few tickets still available for a night with WIBC that is coming up on October 27th. Just head over to Ticketmaster and type in WIBC in the search bar. It'll pop up and buy your tickets. You don't want to be left out. And uh, that's going to be at the Schrott Performing Arts Center on the campus of Butler. There's only 12 left. Only 12. 12 left, as of this email we just received. Fantastic. Well, let's get those sold out before we get off the air at noon. So, Ticketmaster, WIBC, purchase, done. And we'll see you there. All right, let's do some voicemails, 317-684-8444, if you'd like to be a part of the program. Mm -hmm. All right, first phone call. We've gotten several calls about this. I made the egregious mistake the other day of calling Social Security what it is, the definition of it, an entitlement, because at a certain age and until you die, you're entitled to receive it. And that really, I guess, angered people that I used the technical definition because even they admitted, well, yeah, that's the technical definition, but I pay into it. Nobody said you didn't. But clearly, there is more money going out than coming into the program. And on top of that, now Social Security recipients are getting an 8.7% increase, which is $140 a month. Mm -hmm. We have no money in this country. That means that money will be printed, which means it's going to make inflation worse for all of us. And I don't know why people are getting mad at me about this. I'm just telling you the obvious. I'm just telling you what every person can see, that this program from the get-go was destined for insolvency. It's cavalcating towards it. Our economy is a mess. We have no money. And when you get a raise, air quote, I'm not saying, you know, that it makes you a terrible person. Both of my parents are eligible for Social Security. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, if we're being honest with ourselves here, this is an in, the, the, this, this is unsustainable going forward and we're getting closer and closer to where the point of no return is and yet people keep trying to convince me i guess i don't know that social security is the greatest thing and i'm a bad guy for using the term entitlement here's the phone call just a couple comments on social security 8.9 percent uh wife and i are both on social security we need it it's not going to cover our heating costs this uh winter our food costs are going up our prescriptions are going up everything's going up I have a neighbor that feeds uh, birds and squirrels, and she said those guys are going to be given a note that that she can't afford to feed them as well as she has them. But anyway, uh, in terms of the entitlement remark you made, Rob, okay, maybe it is. On the other hand, I prefer to refer to it more as a lottery. As it stands right now, I'm 70 years old. I'm bent in the government. I may live another 30, 35 years, and I can suck them dry on my Social Security. But chances are, according to your tables, it's not going to happen. So it's a big lottery in life. And, yes, we pay into this. It's like buying a Powerball ticket. So call entitlement if you want. 
by same token to a lot of us older people that are benefiting from it do need it in order to uh, be able to have some type of lifestyle and no i don't drive a fancy car i drive a subaru no nobody's saying you aren't entitled to the money you paid into it the problem is it's unsustainable like i just feel like sometimes with our audience we have like two different conversations how they like we say the words and then they go yeah you're technically right but well we're done here it's an unsustainable program kevin's not gonna see it more than likely i'm probably not gonna see it more than likely i'm hoping i see it you're a couple years older than us so maybe you will see it but Mm -hmm. the point is why are we why is it so offensive that we're talking about reality here which is that when you have a program cavalcating towards insolvency and i make an obvious point which is you can't just tell everybody well hey here's an extra 8.7 percent 140 dollars a month somebody's gonna pay the price for that the program itself and the taxpayer because the money's going to be printed and this is what i'm talking about when i say we are not going to get out of inflation so if you want to whine and lament about inflation then don't be doing a happy dance because you got 8.7 percent in social security payment because every time the government just prints money yes somebody may ultimately be a winner but society as a collective is a loser i should be every time i i get a paycheck I just look at what I paid to Social Security just assume I have made a donation to my parents' retirement that I will never see. And okay, whatever, but we're never honest with each other about what's going on here. And for some reason, people are outraged that I use the term entitlement when that's what it is. Yeah, well, the $140 a month, though, that will help a lot of people, sure especially will. with the higher prices for food, fuel goods services health care shelter all of it going up there there's some people who need that 140 dollars a month to sustain their life but i don't dispute that casey but the point is they need it because the government caused the problem the government printing the money caused the problem right so we don't get to go oh thank god the government saved me with when they caused the problem and the solution to the problem is only only going to make the problem worse by printing more money yeah it's the snowball rolling down the hill it just keeps getting bigger and bigger uh, some guy, and I don't see the comment now in the YouTube chat, said he's an Uber driver who got into a fight with a passenger over what I was saying about Todd Young during the last segment. If, that, <laughs> if you're still there, I don't know if that comment got deleted or what. Please tell me more because I would love to know. All right. Uh, somebody's very mad about us having the audacity to point out that someone other than a Democrat or Republican might indeed be a better choice. Mm. Rob, cut the third party crap out. Oh. We have a dichotomous two-party system in this country, mm-hmm. and third-party politics just introduces error. Ross Perot, mm-hmm. Ralph Nader, mm-hmm. it takes away well. from the process of strengthening the two polar opposite parties. Mm-hmm. One party needs to dominate and uh, overcome the objectives of the other party. It's like a computer, ones and zeros. That's how you make forward progress. Now, gubernatorial cycles, let's see, 24, 28, 32, 36. Okay, by 2036, Rob, you may be a grown-up. You will run as a Republican for governor, and you will win. You will fix the Indiana Republican Party. You will make the Indiana Republican Party great again. Thank you. 
He's predicting in 14 years you will be governor of the great state of Indiana. Well, I will still be here with you in 14 years because we know radio is a totally reliable, sustainable, long-term source of employment for most people in this business. So I have no reason to doubt I won't be here with you. Okay, well, in 14 years, I will be at full retirement age. (laughs) I'll be here with Kevin. And able to collect Social Security (laughs) benefits if they are still around. Um, Okay, so that's very flattering. Again, I am retired from politics, and uh, not that you never say never but i don't see that happening because i'm needed here um and that's nice but here's the thing yeah you're not entitled in anywhere else in the world to have just two really crappy products and if both products suck go well i guess i gotta pick one of the two crappy products yeah i don't see a problem with having choices neither does tulsi gabbard no for that matter Uh, the the only here's okay and, and to this guy's point the only way and one of the reasons i'm so supportive and by the way and i posted this last night I am as Republican in good standing as you can possibly get, and I know that inflames people because I have voted in every Republican primary since 2010. Daniel Elliott, who will be the next uh, Republican state treasurer, told me that just the other day. He goes, you're absolutely a Republican in good standing. I just, and I know this this is audacity on my part, I have the audacity to vote for the best candidate when that is not a Republican, which seems to be happening more and more often and in the case of uh, state secretary of state and united states senator the libertarian is overwhelmingly more qualified and has better views than the republican and the republicans have rigged the system in this state to where you can't almost ever hold them accountable inside of the party because they've rigged the ballot access laws so that it's so hard for regular people to run for statewide office and if you can get make a dent they do what they did to john jacob and kurt nicely which is they spend a gajillion dollars of rich donor money to flush you out in a primary The Libertarian Party, if you are sick of the Republicans, is the best chance to hold the Republicans accountable and make the Republicans govern like conservatives. Jeff Maurer getting that 10% this fall and the Libertarians getting primary ballot access is the best way to make Republicans behave like Republicans. I'm still a Republican in good standing. I know there's a bunch of Republicans, probably a million or more, that would love to throw me in a creek and let me forget how to swim. But the reality is I want the Republican Party to do what the Republican Party has promised it would do. I want them to live up to their platform. And the Republican Party has proven they are incapable of living up to their own platform. Uh, Well, a lot of people question when you mention the third party that that's just going to end up splitting the ticket and you're going to catapult a Democrat into office when you do that. That's sick, isn't it? Like, if you choose the best, most qualified person for the job, you're the problem. Not the party that nominates the crap candidates. Diego Morales is a crap candidate. Any remotely honest person would look at that guy and go, you aren't qualified to run the local pet food store, much less oversee businesses and elections for the entire state of Indiana. I'm not going to be forced to vote for crap candidates because of a letter next to their name. Jeff Moore is infinitely more qualified to be Secretary of State than Diego Morales will ever dream of being. Technically, in terms of qualifications, Destiny Wells, on-demand abortion advocate, is technically more qualified than Diego Morales because we actually know what Destiny Wells does for a job. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. Uh, all right, let's close on something good, shall we? Yes, please. We got, uh, we got into a conversation yesterday about what was the best mm-hmm. movie ever made in the state of Indiana. Yeah, money-wise, 
listed the movie made in every state, the best movie in every state. And when it came to Indiana, they said it was the movie Hoosiers. And a good portion of that movie was filmed in Brownsburg. Yes, a part of it was filmed in Brownsburg, Knightstown, all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so we got talking about, I said, you know, it's probably 1A and 1B, Mm -hmm. which is Hoosiers and Rudy. Rudy, right. And our good friend Jake Query from 107.5 The Fan made a great point, Mm -hmm. that, and it was an egregious error on my part. Breaking Away also should probably be in that conversation. Filmed on the campus of IU. Because a very young Daniel Stern, who is Mm -hmm. one of the greatest actors in the history of ever, Home Alone's Harry, was uh, also in Breaking Away. So I wasn't there one other movie that you mentioned as well. Uh, I don't know. Was there? Uh, I, I don't know. Blue Chips. Blue Chips. Yes, thank you. Was also a big portion of Blue Chips was filmed in Frankfurt at the at the uh, very famous Frankfurt Gym. Yes, that is correct. I don't correct. think I've ever seen Blue Chips. I've seen Breaking Away, but it's been many many years. Phenomenal acting by Shaquille O'Neal and Anne Fernie Hardaway and mm-hmm. former Indiana star Matt Nover. Bob Knight is in that movie. All sorts of famous basketball players in that movie. Bob Cousy's in that movie. Good movie. So thank you to people waiting on that. However, somebody did call about some more of, because we were. you had asked me do I know people who are in the movie Hoosiers? And yeah. I said I know multiple people who were extras in the movie Hoosiers. And somebody called and made an incredible point about one of the main characters in Hoosiers. Any local people who were in the movie Hoosiers, the guy, um, uh, one of the coaches, and you may have mentioned this, I got distracted. The guy, C.W. Monday, a local artist here in Indianapolis, um, was was in that movie as a coach. I think in the background you see him throwing a clipboard down. Um, and then the kid who prayed all the time on the basketball team, I think he actually was a student at a Christian school in Brownsburg. Hmm. And uh, look, obviously, I've lived in Brownsburg for 36 years, Mm -hmm. and I never knew this before now, which blew my mind. I said, this guy must be misinformed. And so I looked it up, and the guy, the character's name was Strap Pearl in the movie, Mm -hmm. and he was played by a guy named Scott Summers, who did indeed go to Bethesda Christian School, which is still a school in Brownsburg. There you go. Now, which one do you think? You said A and B. Hoosiers and Rudy. Yeah, it's got to be. Which one's your favorite? It's got to be Hoosiers. You think so? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a. In terms of the story of Indiana, the shot that Bobby Plump hit is arguably the most significant event to ever happen in Indiana history. When you think about how that helped catapult Indiana high school basketball into mm-hmm. a frenzied golden mm-hmm. age that lasted until these morons screwed it up by going to, getting rid of the single class system. So basically, 45 years of frenzied golden age off of a, a single event. But do you think the golden age is over? Oh, it, for, you, it used for basketball? To, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, when you when you used to think of Indiana, you would think of corn and basketball. It's a football state. They ruined right. it. So that's what I'm saying. Should Rudy be on top? N- no, now? because no, no, because that no, that movie was so central to I mean 40 45 years. That was what was it, 1953 or 54 mm-hmm. and then they went into the late 90s, so easily 40 plus years and there was nothing more important in this state every single year than high school basketball and every person, superintendent, board, commissioner, principal, athletic director, mm-hmm. any person who had anything to do with destroying high school basketball in this state I loathe you <laughs> and you should be shamed until your final days on this earth <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC that number again 317-684-8444 if you'd like to chime in we would like to hear from you we've got Hammer joining us next on 93 WIBC it's Kendall 
and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer is joining us. So did you think the most exciting part about the Bears game last night was the orange helmets? I thought the most exciting part was when it was over, Casey. <laughs> and I'm a man that watched the Colts and Broncos a week before, so maybe I should keep my mouth shut. But boy, these Thursday night games have been stinkers. You can ask for your Amazon Prime subscription money back. <laughs> I, I want a refund. $78 million a game to air those games on Amazon Prime is what I was told it's costing them. Can you imagine if you're Jeff Bezos going, I paid $78 million for the Colts and Broncos and Bears and Redskins? And next week, the Bears are back on Monday Night Yeah, football. we are. Be- what have we done as a country to warrant back-to-back primetime efforts by the Bears? You, you know why the Bears are always <laughs> on in primetime? Because they're one of the worst, in terms of talent, year-in-year-out franchises in the league. But they are on because they're one of the most popular, because the 1985 Chicago Bears is the greatest team in the history of ever, with the most <laughs> beloved characters in the history of ever, and nothing will ever take that away from us, no matter how crappy Justin Fields or Daryl Mooney or that receiving quarterback. Is bad. Uh, the, 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 and it's every year. I texted you last night. I said, it's the, I can't use the words I used. But I said, <laughs> it's the same expletive every year. It doesn't matter who the coach is, the general manager is, the quarterback is. It's amazing that you could consistently be that bad on offense every single year. Their defense played their butts off last night. Now, again, it was against Carson Wentz. It's not like it was vintage Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana back there, but still, that was a winnable game. The Bears even got your hopes up at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got down to the five-yard line, first and goal from the five, yeah. and I think they lost yards. Yeah, they... Um, they had the ball three times inside the 10-yard line and scored zero points. <laughs> what was but, that? It was zero to zero at halftime? Three to nothing. Three to, three nothing. to nothing. It was close to being zero to yeah. zero. And, uh, however, I did do what I always do, which is I bet against the Bears because that way I could not lose. So I won, I believe it was $3.52 <laughs> last night. I hammered the under. So... I, I bet on the Bears' money line just a little bit, but I hammered the under, so I feel pretty good this morning. Yeah, you uh, you made a you made a fortune. Uh, you're very fired up about this U.S. Senate debate on Sunday night. I'm telling you, the same thing applies to this that should have happened in the gubernatorial yes. debate. Who's your libertarian guy? What's uh, his name? James Siniak. James Siniak. If James Siniak looks at Todd Young in the eyes and calls him the Duke of Spendingburg, <laughs> yes, I will vote for him. He has nothing to lose, and I've said this, and right. we've said this for several days now. We told him yesterday. Get some attention. You're the libertarian. You're pulling at like 7 8%. Mm-hmm. Well, right. you're not going to lose any votes. Everybody who's voting for you hates Todd Young anyway, and you'll get millions of dollars in earned media because that's... That'll be the story. To put it in a sports analogy, he's the 16th seed in yeah. the NCAA tournament, and you're getting ready to play Kansas. Yes. So go out there and shoot 53. Yes. See what happens. Yes. That will be the story, and it will be James Siniak calls Todd Young Duke of Spendingburg. It'll be in newspapers, media outlets. It'll be the clip. Because then people will have to look up and find out yes. what that even means, and it'll... It's going to be beautiful. Well, when you do Google Duke of Spendingburg, you know what comes up. Rob Kendall's Twitter account. Yes. <laughs> they have nothing so. to lose. And we told Rainwater this during the when he was running for governor. Yep. We said, you have to call him Lockdown McGee prominently in that debate. To his face. To his face mm-hmm. because you have nothing to lose. And he didn't do it. And, the, and I, he there were hundreds of thousands of votes out there that he didn't take advantage of because that earned media that he could have gotten. Casey, I'm telling you, I know this audience, the WIBC yes. audience, there are some people that will vote for Todd Young regardless. Mm-hmm. But... 
I think there's a lot of people that if they see him call Todd Young the Duke of Spendingburg right to his face and like point at him, they're going to be like, all right, that's my guy. And, there Todd, you go. and here's the thing. Todd is narcissistic lunatic enough. He may melt down on the debate stage. There, you, there's, you lose nothing at this point. Todd Young's a clown. Treat him like a clown. McDermott's a clown. Treat him like a clown. You're the libertarian. You got nothing to lose. Bring the circus on, baby. Yeah. Let's go. It's kind of like uh, when Jeff Moore compared uh, Diego Morales to Putin. Yeah. And what was the and, conversation? And, 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 well, that was the lead story, think wasn't about how it? Much, think about <laughs> These people do not treat taxpayers seriously, and so you should not treat them seriously. Let everybody know exactly what he is. How is, how is John Herrick not right? running that as the lead story on the Monday news <laughs> if, if James Sidiak calls Todd Young the Duke of Spendingburg. <laughs> All right, so what do you have coming up this weekend, Hammer? Are you going to do some more betting? Uh, of course, you got your shows, right? Oh, of course. I'm going to do some What's more betting. What's the safe bet for the non-better? This, well, you're going to have to tune in tomorrow to All Indiana Bets to find that out. We ain't, we ain't giving nothing away. Look what like you in your teenage years. I just don't give it away, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? <laughs> Nigel's back today. Oh, Do you my gosh. Uh, Nigel's here. Nigel on the Hammer and Nigel show today, and it's Beer Sample Friday. All right, thanks for coming in. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.